0: We have more room. Yes, yes, yes. What? Just, uh, yeah. The one that's like, the first one you'll probably put your hands on is a good one. Um, are you leading out on
1: this,
2: or what are we do with this
0: song? I'll lead out on the first one, and then we go back and we do it again, yep. and then we're all in. So, okay. Okay. go get another music stand <laughs> Ooh, she's like right before sunday school good timing <laughs> right before sunday school that was good timing oh good excellent no there's is that the chord is where are you
2: Okay, so Leslie's bleeding out on the first verse, Debbie.
0: Okay, ready? Two here we go. First oh. four. Sorry, that's my fault.
3: Circle so that, where does it go? Oh, second time Dakota.
0: Second time Dakota. I missed it. We all missed we it, all but missed it. Brett. It's just and Brett's <laughs> looking at it like, what's the matter with these people? Can you circle <laughs> the sign? And would you please circle that DSL I coda? I have a highlighting that I
4: still missed.
0: And through. circle the coda. We don't
5: usually do it that fast. Right. I mean,
0: that quick, that soon. Okay, so when we come back to the verse, any, any answers to my query, by the way? Did anybody else want to do that? Or does someone want to take every day? I'm just not sure that feels good in my voice. Every day I'll wake in my praise, pour out a song from my heart. All right, I'm all right. Never mind. Okay, yeah. let's, so let's do, huh?
6: Well, we have a quick question. Uh, there's a lyric that's a little funny up here. Is that supposed to be mer- Your Mercy Calls Me to Be Like You?
0: Yes. E, E. Yes, your mercy calls me to be like you. Ah.
2: Mm. I, I still don't understand where we're going at the end. We haven't gotten there yet. Okay. At the end, but I mean what you just did.
0: So it's, it's verse, chorus, yeah. instrumental. Yeah. Verse.
2: Oh, chorus, chorus.
0: Yes, but look, verse, when we all come in, which is where we're about. Yeah. You got It yeah. calls me to. Okay, so we're going to go on, Scott. We're just doing the repeat of the verse. Okay, two at the top again. Your kindness leads me to
3: repentance.
1: Your goodness draws
3: me to your
1: side. Your mercy calls me to be like you. So hard, 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 hard. I see it. You are good. You are good. You are good. And your, your mercy is forever. You are good. You are good. is good. You are good. You are good. You are good. And Your mercy is forever You are good. You are good. You are good. You are good. And Your mercy is you uh-huh. Forever, your mercy is forever, forever. Your kindness is forever, your goodness is forever, your mercy is forever, forever. Your kindness is forever, your goodness is forever. Your is forever, forever. Your kindness is God forever. Is again. Your goodness is forever. Your mercy is forever,
0: forever. So can we, okay, can we just experiment for a second? Sure. Can we do the bridge again? Two,
1: 3 and 4 you Your can. kindness is forever Your goodness is forever Your mercy is forever Forever Your kindness is forever Your goodness is forever Your mercy is forever Forever Your is forever, your goodness is forever, your mercy is forever, forever.
0: Your kindness is forever. It's okay, Ernie, it just wasn't on. We were just trying something, but yeah. his mic wasn't on. Okay, I think I like the three parts on the bridge, so you just take it by yourself. Yes? Do you want to build any part of it? No, we're just... It it does build, but they go on forever, and we're build it and bring it down. Build it and bring it down. Yes. Yeah. Okay. One time unison. Sec- the last time after that parts, and then Brett's going to come in on the chorus. Two. No, the last, I just want to make sure it's clear, because I don't want
1: to start getting louder.
6: So just wanted. I I. No, I want
1: to You'll feel it,
0: yeah. You'll
6: feel it. Okay. We'll
0: build it a little and come back down. It's not going to get huge because okay.
7: the end of this is not going to go back to the chorus. So
0: So the bridge is going to be unison. <laughs> Your you're D-E-D did. You really did.
7: <laughs>
0: Whoa. Oh, okay. Well, then it's gone.
2: I have two just months, but I'm good.
0: But. You did. No, you
1: Jack, you helped. did. That a lot. Okay. I
0: don't know. I'm just trying to feel what he's doing right now. Gotcha. I had it okay. written down three times, but still, ah. I'm pretty sure we'll do the bridge at least four times. Are we going back to the chorus or no? Brett's adding the chorus in the bridge. He wanted to see what it sounded like.
7: I thought it would be nice to go back to the chorus one last time, quiet.
0: Yeah, that's what I was thinking.
2: Especially if we've been big, it might give us a nice little just
7: unless we get really
2: quiet for your mercy is forever I was trying to just your
7: mercy, mercy is forever two, three, four, nine and a minute
0: you are good. okay Scott we're gonna do the bridge four times and then we're gonna add the chorus one last time
2: mm-hmm. and then how
0: Okay, so let's do, let's get into the bridge the first time. Two, three, and four. Your Your kindness
1: is forever. Your goodness is forever. Your mercy is forever. Forever. Your kindness is forever. Your goodness is forever. Your mercy is forever, forever. Your kindness is forever. Your goodness is forever. Your mercy is forever, forever. Your kindness is forever. Your goodness is forever. Second and even two measures of sea, four measures of sea. You are good. You are good. You are good, and Your mercy is forever.
0: Okay. I sure will. It's so easy. For what? For what one? The chorus. You
1: are good.
0: Or this one. Yeah. Yes. Alright.
2: This is the wait a second. That's the
0: special.
2: Uh You are good is the special.
0: Yeah, but it's so easy. They can sing along
2: and they got Oh, the I thought you meant this next one. So you are good, you want them to sing. <laughs> I thought you meant the one, Jesus the one. Yeah, that too. Yeah, uh, for sure. Oh uh, yeah, yeah. That's the yeah. Answer, So I thought they were. Right. For the special, just have them, have
1: them
0: yeah, sure. It's so easy. And they're, they're testifying.
1: Are we, are we getting down and coming back up and staying up? We
0: are. That's a good question. Right. Yeah, there's like. Uh, yes. Yeah, we do the first three and we sit down and then we come up for You Are Good and we sit down and then we come up at the end. Okay.
2: I got to come up before, cause I'm one of the testimonies before. Are you
0: right before the last I'm song? I'm one of the testimonies, So wait a minute. Oh, I got a schedule. Do you have a schedule? I, a, yeah, have a schedule? He's, still a, he's still giving a meditation, so you can right. go down. So, so, but after the song, Annou- look. is prayer, announcements in prayer, and he's giving a meditation, so we you can still go sit down. Oh, okay. Don, do you need one of these things? I got one. Patty. Okay. Do you need one? <laughs> oh, now that we have drummer? Yes. Yeah, yeah that could be fun. Yeah. Okay. And, uh, oh, you think we're ready for that? Ready. Don't throw that on Patty. Patty has to be ready.
4: Oh, uh, which one?
0: Morning into dancing. Oh, 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 yeah, give me a little time on yeah, that Yeah, Patty needs <laughs> some time on that one.
1: <laughs> above my pay grade.
0: Yeah. yeah. That's a crazy song. I love it. But I'm up for challenge. That's right. Look at you.
2: Yeah. Kick, that push you out of the comfort zone.
0: Kick Patty has Patty has no fear. Patty has no fear. It okay. okay. just doesn't show <laughs> Okay, two,
6: three, four. He says, always pray without ceasing, give thanks in all circumstances, for this is the will of God in Christ Jesus for you. A couple thoughts on this. First, Paul doesn't say here that our gratitude should be in proportion to how pleasant our circumstances are. Right? So in other words, if things are going good, I'm a little bit more thankful. If things are not going so good, I'm a little less thankful. Paul says to be thankful in all circumstances, good or bad. And this is something that will get the attention of the world because the world is typically thankful in proportion to how pleasant their circumstances are, right? And when they see you going through some trial, some, some form of suffering, and they see that you are just as thankful in suffering as you are in, in blessing, it gets the, the attention of the world and they wanna know, what are you so thankful about? The next thing here is that Paul doesn't tell us that we should be thankful for our circumstances, but he tells us to be thankful in them. That's important. Because some things that happen to us are truly evil. And it wouldn't be right to thank God for evil circumstances. However, we've been given so much in Christ to be thankful for that even in the midst of trials and tragedies, we can be thankful remembering that No matter what happens to us in this life, the love of Christ can never be taken from us. Amen? No matter what happens, the love of Christ can never be uh, taken from us. Paul puts it this way. This is one of my favorite passages in all of Scripture, Romans 8, 38, and 39. He says, For I am sure that neither death nor life nor angels, nor rulers, nor things present, nor things to come, nor powers, nor height, nor depth, nor anything else in all creation will be able to separate us from the love of God and Jesus Christ our Lord. Amen? Amen. Nothing, not even death, can take from you the treasure of Jesus Christ and the love of God. And lastly, We can be thankful knowing that God's disposition towards us is always for our good. It's always for our good. Even when our circumstances are unpleasant and they don't feel good, we can know that the unseen hand of God is at work for our good. God uses all things, even evil things, Together for our good. Consider the ultimate example of this, that in God's perfect power and wisdom, he used the crucifixion of the only truly innocent person there ever was and worked it for the greatest good this world has ever known. If you belong to Jesus, then no matter what you're going through, whether it's a broken marriage or a broken down body, COVID or cancer, nothing can separate you from the love of God and Jesus Christ. And know that God's invisible hand is at work for your ultimate good in ways that you cannot see and maybe cannot even fathom. Today, you're going to hear from several people who are a part of this body who want to publicly give thanks to God for how God has been working in their lives in all circumstances. The first person couldn't be here today, but uh, he is home. He's being cautious. Many of you know him. He's receiving treatment for leukemia, Barry Johnston. Barry sent me this text message and asked if I would share this with you on his behalf. He says, I am thankful for God's tender mercies towards me. I'm also thankful for the gift of brothers and sisters who think about me and hold me up in prayer. So that's from Barry. Thank you, Barry. Uh, Next up here, we've got Tim Winters who's gonna come and share. Sometimes uh, there's certain things that happen in life. You can come come on up, Tim. There's certain things that happen to us in life that we never forget and that we were always thankful for. And we can look back on many years after, and that's the nature of Tim's testimony he's going to give, something that happened a while ago, but something that he's still thankful for, and it'll all make sense in just a minute. You got that there? Great. Thanks, Tim.
8: Thank thank you, Pastor Mike. And one of the things that I would like to do uh, would be to thank the praise team for the wonderful music that you gave to us that just took all of the blessings that we've been considering over the last couple of days and put them deep into our hearts. Thank you, Lord, and thank you, Praise Team. Uh, I, uh, has, the Lord has blessed me in so many ways that it took me a long time to decide which blessing I was going to talk about this morning, for example, one of the best ones that I have is how our mighty Lord brought my loving and godly wife and I together to love each other and to serve the Lord, uh, but I only have five minutes, so the next time we have, let's say, maybe a half an hour, 45 minutes, I'll tell you that story all the way from fourth grade, Okay. The one today that I would like to bring to you was as Pastor Mike mentioned, when I was in the Navy and I was commanding officer of the replenishment oiler, the Kalamazoo, AOR-6. And we were part of the anti-drug operations down in the Caribbean with six other ships stopping the drug traffickers. One of the things as a replenishment oiler that our job was was to go into port and get fuel for the other six ships, food for the men, mail, supplies. So we went into Cologne, Panama. Now, when you enter a harbor or a port, and this is very important, uh, that you don't, the captain, who had who is the commanding officer of the ship, and when you enter the breakwaters, they have a pilot that comes on the ship because he knows where all the bad parts in the harbor are, and he can safely bring the ship to the pier. So you're not supposed to mess with him. He has control of the ship while you're in the harbor. So he did a really great job, got us alongside of the pier. We had a pier in front of us. We had a big pier that we were on, and we also had a pier alongside of us. Uh, behind us, now this little harbor was right outside of the Panama Canal, so that ships coming out of the Panama Canal would just go right past us and then out of the breakwater out to the sea. Okay, so the over the onload went extremely well, and the pilot came on board again when we we're ready to get underway, and we we're undoing the lines that are holding us safe to the pier, and all of a sudden I notice over uh, to the south of us three huge thunderstorms coming our way. And I talked to the captain, to the pilot, and I said, Captain, do you think it would be wise if we stayed attached to the pier until those storms pass through and keep us safe? He said, oh, no, no problem. We'll Everything's going to go fine. There won't be any problems whatsoever. So we went ahead and we continued to come away from the pier and start to turn. Just as the first storm hit us. And it was so intense, we couldn't even see the bow of the ship. It was amazing. And While we were going through this, we also heard on the radio that two other ships were coming out of the Panama Canal, going through that weather, and they were talking about it on the radio. One ship, ah, I've got good control, I know exactly where I'm going, I'm heading to the breakwater and I'm going to get out of here, so he went. But the other ship, the captain was a little weary, and he says, I am going to anchor, so here we are. The pilot is maneuvering us to go out. And in my mind, I hear that this ship has anchored somewhere out there as he goes by. And we don't know where that ship is. At this point, the Lord blessed me by sending a little angel to sit on my shoulder. And that angel whispered in my ear, Captain, you better stop this ship. And so I did something which violated international law and I could have lost my command of the ship by doing it, but I interrupted what the pilot was doing and I yelled, men, this is the captain. I have control of the ship. Stop all engines. And then I, first lieutenant, drop the anchor, and keep that anchor straight up and down, and I will maneuver the ship so that we don't run into any of those piers that are to the right and left and behind us. And so we're maneuvering the ship in these storms. The the second storm hit us just as bad as the first storm. And then the third storm, and praise the Lord, we we were doing just right, and the ship was staying safe. And as the third storm passed, ah, oh, my goodness gracious, the sunshine was there, and then we all it took our breath away, right in front of us. Less than 50 yards away was the anchored ship. Had we allowed the pilot to continue going out we would have had a terrible collision of two tankers filled with fuel oil and many lives would have been lost. So the Lord blessed us. and As uh, as we looked at this, I looked at the, the pilot. He had been writing down all the details of what I was doing because I'm sure he was going to send a, a, a lawsuit against me. and I, But then as I looked at him, his face was pale, and he crumpled up all of the notes that he had taken and threw them in the trash. And at this point, I said, Men, the pilot has control. And at this point, the pilot took control. We lifted the anchor, drove around the ship, and went out. And as the pilot was leaving the ship, he uh, looked at me and gave me a warm smile of thanks. And at that point, I praised the Lord again and thanked him for saving our ship and our crew. And one of the things that I learned from this is that if, and you all know this, that if we believe in our heart and say with our mouth, that Jesus has died for us to, to save us from our sins. And if we follow his commands, he will be with us always, especially in times like this. Thank you, Lord.
4: Obviously, I've not been up here before um, Hi, I'm Dolores Trinkle and uh, um, I might read mine I'm a little bit nervous, sorry um, I'm a recovering overeater and a hoarder and thank God, God is healing me every day Many years ago, I wasn't attending FPC. And it was because of my health issues. Um, Thank God nobody judged me. Um, I've had food issues, weight issues all my life. Throughout the years, I've seen many doctors. I struggled with always being tired. The past... A few weeks, months, um, was kind of similar to years ago. I saw doctors and um, many doctors, and all the doctors had no reason why I was feeling tired or dizzy. So, so what is the conclusion? Um, well, I will continue. To praise God and uh, occasionally go to uh, continue with Celebrate Recovery, um, Weight Watcher meetings, and count calories daily. Also, overall, be mindful of everything I eat or drink. I would not feel the wonderful healing power of God if I continued to overeat. Or hoard items. God is good. And he has helped me along the way. As, um, as I daily purge um, different things in our house. I don't really feel the need to overeat. And, and hoard possessions any longer. Um, I enjoy reading God's word and making things new. Um, And um, um, I saw this devotion and it said, Thank you, Jesus, um, that in you the old has passed away and all the things are new. And praise God for this congregation and, and many family members. Praise God for all your prayers. And thanks for letting me share.
9: Good morning. My name is Stephanie Dietrich. Um, Some of you know me, some of you don't, but I would just like to say thank you for listening to me this morning. Many of you have been praying for my husband Dennis, who has been in the hospital for the past four months due to COVID. When Pastor Mike announced that he was looking for people to share why they are thankful, I felt that I needed to speak today. The question is, what am I thankful for? My answer to that question is pretty complex because over the last four months, my family and I went through the most difficult time in our lives. And over these past four months, I have seen love like I have never seen before. I am thankful to God for the many people He put in my path during this time. My husband's co-workers were sending food every day, and they were checking on me multiple times a day. Every weekend for two months, they were at my house doing projects and yard work. Friends and family were sending texts and calling not only me, but my children, making sure we had everything we needed and lending emotional support. I am thankful to God for never leaving my side. During the difficult daily emotional roller coaster, He was always there when I needed Him, especially through the many phone calls from the hospital, when my heart skipped a beat every time the phone rang because I didn't know if it was good news or bad news. God was always present, and I know this because I felt Him. I am thankful for the love and support and prayers from this church. Many of you don't know me personally, but when I told Pastor Mike about my husband, he did not hesitate to share the news with the church so that people would pray for healing. But most of all, I am thankful that God blessed our family with the recovery of my husband. He was in the ICU for six weeks and has been hospitalized for 110 days, but I can tell you how happy I am today because he is alive, and he will be coming home. The doctors are saying he may be home for Christmas. He has a check and chance to live and share his testimony. Everyone that he speaks to, he tells his story, and he tells them that it is a miracle that he is alive. And we thank God every day for saving his life. So I'd like to thank all of you for listening to me this morning. I hope that God blesses all of you. And I thank you for the continued prayers for our family and for my husband especially. Um, It was a pleasure sharing my story. Thank you for listening.
2: One on the the list to speak. Stephanie, thank you for sharing. We have been praying for you, and what an encouragement to hear. And for everyone who has shared, thank you. I um am. I wanted, I sent a text to Mike, I was telling Leslie earlier, I sent a text to Mike thinking, I don't know what I was thinking, I was thinking that he was just going to be, you know, sharing some of these, and then he says, okay, you know, you can share. I'm like, oh, okay, I was thinking you're just going to say something for us all. And, um, but I wanted to just say thank you um, to God for this team. Um, I sent him a text to tell him that, you know, I joined Praise Team probably about 16 years ago, and um, so on and off, because Jack uh, was born around that time, so it was, I was here and then I wasn't. And, um, but I became more and more involved, and, uh, and then our church has gone through some ups and downs, uh, to say the least, and some transition, and I was a little shaky um, about you know, what God was doing. And, um, sometimes, too, I'll admit to you, I like, felt like running. Um, but I, I can honestly tell you that God has used every circumstance in the music ministry that I've been a part of to sometimes I think He's, I want to say He's moved me out of my comfort zone, but I swear sometimes I think He's kicked me out of my comfort zone and um, pushed me in a, in a way that I just wasn't thinking I could do. And, uh, Leslie is, uh, helps me too when I start to feel unsure. She is very, very much of a, a, a rock for me. But um, back when Pastor Gary mentioned that we should, you know, he encouraged us to get kingdom partners, um, Leslie is my kingdom partner. And through that transition of when Gary was here, I felt like God was really um, just settling in in my heart and helping me to trust him when maybe things didn't seem like everything was going peachy keen all the time. And sometimes I would share things with Leslie, and I was like, what do you think God's doing? And she was just uh, helping me to see God's hand in every circumstance that has been mentioned already today, through the tough times and through the times that we really didn't see. He's still right there, and he has supplied our needs in this ministry every step of the way. And I am so grateful. I really, really am. And uh, we've had two NET members that have just been added to our group. And and Don and the drums and Debbie here with the guitar. And God knew um, that they were just needed at just the right time. And um, David Deal helped us when he was here. And it was such an inspiration for my faith to see God just he just seems to provide when we 're least expecting it, and we just continue to trust him and I just want to say thank you to God for everybody that 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 serves on this team I'm so thankful um, they are so gracious and kind and um, we just, I don't know, I just love them all, it's just a lot of fun, and we have a lot of laughs, and then <laughs> sometimes they have to be patient, because I don't read music as well as some of them do, And uh, but they are so great. So I thank God, so I just wanted to, to say that this morning, thank you.
3: Your kindness leads me to repentance. Your goodness draws me to your side. Your mercy calls me to be like you. Your faith.
1: Dispatch.
10: Debbie Brown. I've been here a long time. Uh, In fact, um, this month, it was 27 years ago that Leslie was part of the Bible study here on Thursday morning that led me to the Lord. Um, We were obviously two at the time. (laughs) We were two. Um, But it's been been a privilege to be here at Fishco Baptist. Um, I raised my kids here, and when my kids were grown, I took a job traveling around the world teaching quilting. Yeah, that's a real job. I did that. Um, I I was gone for 15 years, up to 200 days a year. Uh, And while I was gone, I loved my job. I loved what I did. But my heart was here. And I said, oh, when I finally stop traveling, I'm going to be home. I'm going to be back at church. And I'm going to be serving. Or so I thought. Because my job came to a screeching halt with the pandemic. So I'm instantly out of a career I love But for the last 12 years, I've been living with a rare autoimmune disease that attacks all the cartilage in my body, which is my vision, my hearing, my esophagus, my trachea, my joints, pretty much everything. Um, And they treat it aggressively with chemotherapy medications. Um, So as soon as the pandemic hit, my doctor locked me down. I was home, as in I was home, like home in the house, not leaving the house, and I appreciate those of you who reached out to me during my 15 months that I, that I spent at home with my poor husband as the only person who got to hear me talk. So thank you for the brief respites you gave to him, um, and it's a miracle after 15 years apart we spent 15 months together locked in a house successfully. And um, as the, as the, As I was looking forward to coming back out of the house someday, please, Lord, let me out of the house, my health took a turn for the worse, and my disease hit my spine. So I was flat on my back and in excruciating pain for weeks and weeks. Um, We finally got that turned around, and I was very grateful um, to not be in constant screaming pain. However, (laughs) I was left unable to walk. Um, I could stand for up to five minutes at a time. I could walk for up to five minutes at a time. And I was learning um, to give thanks in that, and I was practicing being content in my circumstances. Um, But finally, in June, um, the doctor let me out of the house, and I think I put more effort into planning my first day back at church than I did to planning my own wedding. I was so excited to be back here with all of you. But I I was here, and I wasn't feeling well, and I was in pain, and I wasn't able to walk. And it was... Even in that circumstance, it was great to be back here. But God had other plans. As I was learning that the rest of my life would be spent sitting down and that that would just be how my life was. Um, Carmel Doyle prayed for me. And she said, God wants you to walk. And I was like, I know he can do that. But I'm just not sure that he will. Well, God sent his people and encouragement, and I have a new doctor, I have new medications, daily physical therapy for months, and after about a month, I was able to walk halfway around the block, which would leave my husband having to pick me up and drive me back. Um, That was in August, and I'm now on my feet, I'm walking, Um, I can't do stairs. But I'm back to usefulness, and I'm back to service. And I'm so grateful to be here and able to serve. Um, This is likely to happen again. Um, I'm likely to to end up in that wheelchair. But for now, I will be content in this circumstance, and I will rejoice in this circumstance um, here at church with my family. So thank you to God for his healing and for um, this family that means so much to me.
7: Good afternoon. My name is Diane Holmes. I know some of you know me, but probably quite a few of you don't know me, but I have so much gratitude for this church. When I came up here uh, from Westchester to Beacon, I decided I'm going to get back to church. I hadn't been part of a church for years for different reasons. So I went church hunting, and I came here. And I'm like, "Ah, I don't think I really like this church. I don't think I'm going to come to this church. But somehow I found out about Moms, and I had just retired from teaching. And uh, so I started coming to Moms, which is now Living Well. And I thought, well, let me try this church again. So I started coming. And the friendliness of people in the congregation and also in the moms group, really, I knew this is where I needed to be. I needed to be in a fellowship where people really love and accept me. And so I don't remember what year I started coming here, but um, quite a few years ago I decided, well, I think I should belong to this church. I didn't want to be a member of any church for a long time, but God really touched my heart and my spirit. So I became a member. And I'm like, I'm so glad I did. I um, I got involved with the different ministries, the Now It's Living Well, ladies that meet Thursday morning, every Thursday. Um, and I also belong to a small Bible study with Dewey and Pam Lee here Tuesday mornings. So I had a terrible fall. I have fallen a lot, injured myself. But the last time I fell, I hit my head again. And I was leading a ladies' Bible group after, I guess happened in April. And I I said something. I don't know what I said. I don't know what I said next or what I was going to say next. I was, my mind, it was like I was losing my mind. It was a horrible experience. And I found out I wasn't getting dementia yet, but I had a very bad concussion on my brain. And it was the prayers of the ladies in Living Well and also in my small group and different people in the congregation who prayed for me. My mind is clear. I can think. I can't remember a whole lot, but that's okay. That's my the aging. But I just have so much gratitude because prayer definitely works. And I have such, such a wonderful support system. All these get well cards and all these different things that, and I was able to watch the services when I couldn't come to church for quite a while. But I am so glad for this church and all the sermons that you have been preaching about being involved with the church. I had to take a little hiatus from different things I've been doing because I just needed to to heal in other parts of my body. But God is good, and I'm so grateful. To be a part of this fellowship, I can really feel the love and concern, and that means everything to me. My husband does not attend here, uh, but he's okay with me coming here, thank God. thinks I come here too often, that's one thing keeps <laughs> saying. But that's okay, this is where I need to be. And thank you, Pastor, for all that you have ministered to my spirit.
11: My name, my name is Palab Gupta, and I've been coming here with my family for over 20 years now. And today I want to tell you about God's unseen hand working very recently in my life, and by recent I mean just three weeks ago. I wasn't in any, I don't think you know there was going to be any bodily harm or anything, it was just a series of inconveniences, yet God still taught me a lot of things through that. A little over two months ago, my wife, Neeta's sister, Seema, she has been here, many of you know her. She broke her leg in an accident. Uh, she's an assistant professor in a Christian university in India. And in December, her husband, Satya Malik, went home to be with the Lord. It was very unexpected, very sudden. He was the librarian in the same university and he was also a pastor. So when Seema's accident happened, um, Neeta went over immediately because she lives with her two children and her mom, who is uh, in her late 80s. And after that, on Reformation Sunday, October 31st, many of you wished me the best as I was flying out uh, to India for two weeks and I decided to come back with Neeta. And the flight was at 9 p.m. Everything was going well. At 11 p.m., I was still sitting in the plane on the runway. For the two hours, the pilot told us at first that they had to change a tire, and I knew it wasn't from any Maphis discount store, it would take a little while. Then he told us that they were running short on flatware, and we couldn't fly anywhere without utensils to eat out of. But at 11, he gave the actual reason and said that they were actually a crew which was working overtime and that was not allowed so the new crew was flying in and so the entire flight got delayed by 12 hours it would leave the next morning. It turned out to be very inconvenient because the flight was booked, you know, full and even though they arranged for a cab, a hotel and meal vouchers I finally reached my hotel at about 2.30 in the morning. And had to be back in the airport at 6 a.m., only to be back in the exciting two-floor-long security check-in all over again. Well, the flight wasn't too bad, and as I took some beautiful pictures when I woke up over Tajikistan and I praised God for, you know, the beautiful snow-capped mountains, they were just breathtaking and at 9 a.m. local time in India, I landed, and that's where all the fun started. So I was going out, and at the immigration, when I had to have my passport stamped, I was told all tourist visas have been canceled because of COVID. Now, I was an Indian citizen till quite some time back. Then I became a US citizen, so I had to let go of my other citizenship. And so I have an Indian visa now. Nita, on the other hand, did something which is called an overseas citizen of india and so she was able to fly in two months before you know two months before without any hassle but i was stuck there and the immigration officials they took me to the deportee area and told me i will have to fly back by the next flight i told them that look i have come here because of my sister in law and i've got to pick up my wife but this official, he was actually very kind and very nice, and he said, can you get some proof from your sister-in-law? So I immediately texted her, and she texted back her hospital records and everything. And the official officer, he disappeared with my passport and everything else. And so there I was sitting for four hours, not knowing what was happening, and the only thing I could do was just Pray. Pray that God would soften his heart. Praying that, well, I don't even know where my baggage is right now. Everybody has left. Well, after about four hours, the officer came back, along with an airline you know, guy from the same airlines that I was flying on. Lo and behold, he had my bag with him. And the officer came and told me that I was being given a temporary permit for 72 hours. So I thanked him for that, but I said, look, I've got to fly off to another city, and I'm supposed to return two weeks later. He said, okay, you can go to that city, get in touch with the police, and they will give you an extension. Well, I was thankful that God God there heard my silent, desperate prayers. You know, he softened that officer's heart, and he also had my baggage. I didn't even have to go and collect it. But then the other flight was in a different airport, from a domestic airport, and I had to rush. I had to get a cab, and I reached there, and I found that the check-in was closing in five minutes, and I was in a line. So I went there, and I found someone who looked like she was the supervisor for all the check-in people. And when I went and told her about my flight, she immediately opened up a counter on her own and processed me, another elderly couple then, I mean, right there on the spot, gave me the boarding pass and said, okay, go to security, which again had a long line. And again, a security guy came and told me, sir, there are two more security uh, booths behind this counter. Nobody is out there. They can't even see it. Go there. You will immediately get processed. God was working all throughout, even... When I was asking, even when I was not asking, and just getting frustrated. But he arranged for all that, and I reached. Allahabad, that is where Sima lives. Tired, hungry, grimy. It was one long day, as Joel yesterday said. He had a 36-hour day. Mine was about that, or even longer. Anyway, the next day, with the help of Sima's uh, family friends, I was able to get in touch with the local police, I didn't have to go into the police station. This uh, police officer, she actually talked to me on the phone and said, yes, yeah, she could extend it up to, the th- up to 13th where I was supposed to stay. And I said, I'm actually staying only up to 6th. After that, I have plans with my wife to visit friends and family, many of whom I, had, I have not met in over 20 years. And she said, I cannot do that because if you are here till 6th, I can give you extension only up to 6th and I will do that. I said, okay, what happens next? He said that every city that you go to, you'll have to repeat this process. And at the end, when you reach Delhi, the capital, you'll have to go and apply for what is called an exit permit. And only after that, you'll be allowed to get out of this country. So I looked up exit permit and found, yeah, I could do it online, but later I read that it could take sometimes days, which means I could, there was a chance I would miss my flight. So... And I thought, you know, it's best to come back. But we all prayed about it and we thought, okay, let's give it another shot. Next day, so by this time, 24 hours was over. Next day, what happened is a big festival in India started. Many of you know it's celebrated here in some places. It's called Diwali. And everything shut down. So I was trying to call up immigration officers. I had their phone number, but nobody was picking with the phone. Everyone was on holiday. It was at that point that Seema, Nita, we all decided, you don't know what, we are past the 48-hour mark. Tomorrow at 11 is my 72-hour deadline. And we said, let's get out of here. Within four hours, we were out of home. And we flew back. We rebooked our flights, both from there to Delhi, canceled all our other flights, which was to visit friends and family, and we rebooked our flight back to the U.S. When we reached Delhi, and we were there at the you know, check-in, we found out that the same flight, we had thought about coming out the day before, the same flight that we were taking the night before that, had been canceled. And so if we had been in Delhi 24 hours before we had been stuck for one full day at the airport not knowing what to do, the passengers of that flight and the passengers of our flight were all clubbed together in one. And yet God allowed us to get tickets, not on a waiting lunch, we actually got tickets back in a flight that was chock-full. God's hand was still in everything, as He guided Nita and me through this chaos, this uncertainty, and all this stress. And this morning, I was just teaching Sunday school with the students. I didn't even write that down. And I was teaching Psalm thirty-seven, and it started with the words, "Fret not." And that's that's the reason why I taught it to you, to the students, because this is what happened. And. On one level, you might think, well, the trip was in vain, I couldn't spend time. Actually, it was not in vain. I was able to meet with my sister in law, Seema, who I was delighted to see was walking around with a walker. Now she's actually in a stick and she was actually healing very well. I came to meet with so many of their family friends and I was able to meet with my mother-in-law, one of the most godly women that I know. This fam- the family friends and the others that I met, that is where I saw the testimony that Satya Malik Seema's husband had left, the legacy that he had left behind. He was the pastor of a church, which he had told me, had a congregation that was 100% of people who had come from other faiths. They were not born into Christian families. Every single person out there had come from a different faith. And I saw what had been going on. I met a young man out there. And this man, he said that when he came to Christ, his entire family pretty much threw him out. And Pastor Satya, my brother-in-law, he became like a father to him. That's Those were his words. The university people, the family friends, they all have been taking care and are continuing to take care of Seema and her family and are being gracious in so many ways. And they all say it's because of what Pastor Malik did for them. And Satya's life was short. He was much younger than me. And we were kind of shell-shocked when he suddenly passed away in December. Yet going there, we found that even his short life had touched hundreds of lives and is blessing them even today. His life has an impact even after his death. And so this trip was reminded to me that many times, even though we may not understand why we go through some small trouble like the way I did, or why something seemingly catastrophic happens, like Satya's death. God is not surprised. And often, though not always, he shows us later in life why such things happen. And maybe sometimes we can get some of the answers in eternity, not here. But two verses, uh, two passages encouraged me at that time. One is one of my favorites, and I'm sure it's a favorite for many, one of, many of you. That's Proverbs 3, 5, 6. Trust in the Lord with all your heart and do not lean on your own understanding. In all your ways acknowledge him and he will make straight your paths. And remembering Satya from Revelation 21, 4. He will wipe away every tear from their eyes and death shall be no more. Neither shall there be mourning nor crying Not pain anymore, for the former things have passed away. To God be the glory.
5: Good morning, church. Uh, a couple weeks ago, Pastor Mike uh, recognized uh, me and my time here on staff. And I want to respond and say to you all how grateful I am to God for the opportunity to serve the body of believers here at Fishco Baptist Church.
1: It's hard to believe that 20 years have gone by.
5: I joined the ministry
3: not only has it been a blessing to serve serve, but it has has grown me me in ways that only God God could have
5: orchestrated I have seen seen and and experienced God's love love, grace and mercy through this body body of believers believers. I have seen seen and and experienced great great compassion and the truth truth of God's God's word word lived out thank you thank you thank you thank you for allowing, for allowing me, such, me such a position for so many years. So many years. I am humbled, I am humbled and, I'm and I'm privileged to have held your love and your, your trust over so long. In addition, I'm, I'm grateful to God, God for the way, the way he, he work has demonstrated the last, the last hour and hour and year and a half. As most, As of, you most you know, of you know, My brother brother was killed killed in a tragic tragic car accident accident in July July of 2020. 2020. Following Following his death, death, I frequently frequently traveled traveled to Ohio to spend time with my mom. And during those visits, I became aware of how my mom was struggling with her eyesight. In April, I decided to go with her to an eye specialist appointment. And it was then that we found out she could no longer drive. To say that our lives had been turned upside down is an understatement. I brought my mom back to New York for a few weeks so we could process this shocking news and figure out our next steps. We soon made the decision to move my mom to New York to live with Bill and I. So much change, so much to do, so many emotions, so much loss, it was overwhelming for my mom. But God knew. He knew. I believe he gave my mom the strength to put one foot in front of the other in order to clean out 35-plus years in her house, sell her condo, and move away from all that was familiar. She has been such a champ through all of this transition. And while it would be so easy to get caught up in the emotion, the disappointment, the unfairness of it all, God has instead impressed upon my heart the gift of it all, the gift of my brother, and the 45 years we had with him. The gift of not worrying about my mom by herself in Ohio. The gift of a husband who did not blink an eye about modifying our home and moving my mom in. The gift of her living with us and having this time to spend together. The gift of her deepening the relationships with her adult grandchildren and great-grandchildren. The gift of her attending church with me and learning more about the Lord. And the gift of a church family that has loved and supported and prayed for us, My heart still hurts for the loss that our family has endured, but I am so grateful to God for the eyes that he has given me to see his goodness in the midst of such great trial. Psalm 34, eight says, taste and see that the Lord is good, blessed is the one who takes refuge in him.
6: Thank you for everyone who shared. Thank the Lord for the work that he's doing in our midst. Uh, we we talked not too long ago in, in the past sermon series about how this is the household and the dwelling place of our living God, and you saw firsthand this morning from all these testimonies how God is at work. He's active. He's living. He's working among us. And I want to just wrap things up for us this morning. Colossians three, fifteen to seventeen says, "And let the peace of Christ dwell." Or rule in your hearts, to which indeed you are called in one body, and be thankful. Let the word of Christ dwell in you richly, teaching and admonishing one another in all wisdom, singing psalms and hymns, spiritual songs with thankfulness in your hearts to God. And whatever you do, in word or deed, do everything in the name of the Lord Jesus, giving thanks to God the Father through Him. It is truly those who have the peace of Christ who are the most thankful. It's, the, it's, it's those of us who are in Christ who have the peace of Christ, whose hearts are filled with thanksgiving. But. Before we knew Christ, we, like all of humanity, were unthankful. Paul describes this state in Romans 121. For although they knew God, they did not honor him as God or give thanks to him. But they became futile in their thinking and their foolish hearts were darkened. And our sin was we are unthankful, we are ungrateful. We do not honor God. Because we did not honor God or give thanks to him as our king, we, again, like all of humanity, were condemned and guilty under the wrath of God and under the sentence of death and hell. And we were without any means to save ourselves. Paul describes it this way. We were slaves to sin, meaning that we were held captive and only able to do that which dishonors God. And as slaves to sin, we are not free to honor God or to be thankful to him. But we who belong to Christ have this to be thankful for in all circumstances. Paul says in Romans 6:17 to 18, "But thanks be to God. That you who were once slaves of sin have become obedient from the heart to the standard of teaching to which you were committed, and, having been set free from sin, have become slaves of righteousness." And just a few verses later in twenty-three or 22 and 23, he continues on saying, but now that you have been set free from sin and have become slaves to God, the fruit you get leads to sanctification and its end eternal life. For the wages of sin is death, but the free gift of God is eternal life in Christ Jesus our Lord. Sometimes we think that living life on our own terms, and this is the deceit of our enemy and the deception of our world, living life on our own terms will make us the most happy and give us the most rewarding life. But the opposite is true. Living apart from the author of life only leads to death. But the free gift of God is eternal life in Christ Jesus our Lord. This morning, I want to ask you, are you in Christ? Are you in Christ? Do you know that you have eternal life? And if not, or if you're not sure, you can know for sure today. Receive Jesus' gift of eternal life by faith. Stop running God and living for yourself know that Jesus died for you on the cross to pay for your sin and receive his full and complete forgiveness and just as Jesus rose again conquering sin and death you too will have eternal life and death will not be the last word in your story Call on the name of the Lord and be saved. Turn from sin and trust Jesus to forgive you. And then you too will have the peace of Christ in your hearts and know what it is to be truly thankful in all circumstances. Let's pray. Lord Jesus, thank you so much for the gift of Jesus Christ, the free gift by which we are eternally thankful and grateful because it's only in Jesus that we find and have the forgiveness of our sins. God, help us to be a joyful, thankful people as we fix our eyes on you, Jesus, and on your work, your life, your death, your resurrection to purchase for yourself a people, a church, a kingdom. Father, burden our hearts for the lost, for those who do not know the joy of Christ in their hearts and are not thankful in the ways that we are toward, toward you, our creator. Burden us for the lost in this community, for our friends and our family and our neighbors. Fathers, we go uh, different ways. This next week, during the Thanksgiving holiday, Father, may we truly be an example to the world around us of what it looks like to be thankful in all circumstances, whether we're traveling and we're with family who don't know you. Father, may you, may the light of Christ shine in our hearts in overflowing thanksgiving. Father, we thank you for your goodness. We pray these things in Jesus' name, amen. Before we sing our last song, uh, Sue Theodore is here and she's going to come and read a poem for us. Uh, So Sue, come on up. Um,
12: Good afternoon, everybody. Uh, My name is Sukhanti Theodore. Uh, I'm also known as Sue. Uh, Some of you know me very well. Some of you know a little bit about me. Uh, Some of you don't know me, Um, but uh, today I just want to take this time to publicly confess my faith in the Lord, and um, I just want to praise God for who he is. Um, He is a holy God, Um, and I'm thankful that I am saved by his mercy and grace. Um, I've gone through a lot of ups and downs as well um, and I was wallowing and getting lost in my circumstances instead of yielding to the Lord and I think God delivered me from that and I praise him for that too um, 1 Samuel 2, two says there is no one holy like the Lord and Romans ten nine through 10 says it's the verse that Tim Winters kind of referred to before um, sorry <laughs> Um, if you declare with your mouth Jesus is Lord and believe in your heart that God raised him from the dead and you will be saved. For it is with your heart that you believe and are justified and it is with your mouth that you uh, profess your faith and are saved. And Jesus uh, says in Matthew 10, 20, uh, 10 32, forgive me, <laughs> um, Whoever confesses him before men, I will also confess before uh, him before my Father in heaven. And so I want to take this time to be obedient to God's word and just uh, publicly confess and uh, thank him for everything, everything that he's done in my life. Um, so, a little poem. I have learned that the best and greatest part about me is not me at all, but Christ Lord, who lives in us. And for being a part of the church that Christ is building, I am so thankful. Christ, as the God in flesh, the great I am, who was and is and is to come, to depend on Him and spiritually live and grow in this life, I am so thankful. Christ shed His blood at an incomparable cost to win the souls of the lost, of which I was one. For his faithful sacrifice, I am so thankful. Even before I was born, even before I did anything right or wrong, even before I learned of his name, God's unchanging perfect love remains the same. And for this, I am thankful. When I am weak in sorrow or joy, in stress or calm, for the encouragement to go on by the strength of the Lord, I am thankful. I received a righteousness that is not my own. I have gained a true Sabbath rest for my soul, a covenant gift that outlasts time into all eternity. For the promises of God, I am thankful. Apart from Christ, I am nothing, and in Christ is my new life and everything. To confess that Jesus Christ is my Lord, I am so thankful. May Christ alone be the way for me. May his truth lead me home to eternity. His life in me may I daily see. His gospel message in simplicity, Christ is Lord. This I plea as my testimony.
1: Amen. Amen. Thank you. Let's all stand and sing thank you, Jesus, for the blessing.